Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time to get you set for all your fantasy matchups. Obviously, a whole lot of injuries to deal with right now, but the season goes on nonetheless. We welcome in our main man from FantasyPros.com, Jason Katz. He's nice enough to join us. Jason, what's happening, bro? What's going on, JJ? A uh, nice little Thursday night game here. Uh, not very competitive, but uh, at least here, your Fino's got the win. Listen, I like the sound of that, Jason. And two notes from a fantasy uh, standpoint here. Number one, if you ended up picking up James Robinson in fantasy, you're happy. You nailed this. I want to give you all the credit in the world. He's getting volume gore. And I'll give you my other takeaway, Jason. The fact that Devontae Parker has played the last two weeks and has not been a total zero with the hamstring issue. Am I crazy or is that a good sign for the remainder of this year? I never like when players play through hamstring injuries because it's just so susceptible to, to an aggravation. But it seems that Parker, even though he was clearly favoring it tonight, he, uh, he came out no worse for wear. He made, he made some nice plays. So I think he should only get, uh, only get better as we go forward. Okay. Last week was a nightmare. For so many particular players, and obviously fantasy teams are going to have a direct impact and correlation and all of that. And obviously locally, Jason, the name that was the biggest of all is Saquon Barkley. To try to replace Saquon Barkley, good luck. I mean, that's a guy you probably took second, third, you kept him, whatever the case may be. But from a giant standpoint, how in the world, Jason, does this crowded insane, you know, three-headed monster running backs. Who is going to get the bulk in the majority of these carries? In week one, it's, it has to be Deion Lewis, just because he was he was the clear number two. He was the one who played last week. He did see 100% of the post-Saquon Barkley snaps, but that's because he was the only one active. We know Wayne Goldman will be active this week. There's no guarantee Devonta Freeman is active, but I expect him to be. I don't expect him to get thrown in. Uh, immediately, if he does play, this could be like a 40-40-20 type split. But it's important to realize that Saquon Barkley finishes the year with 34 rushing yards on 19 carries. And that's Saquon Barkley, who I still believe is one of, if not the best running back in the NFL. If Saquon Barkley can't do anything behind this Giants offensive line, what hope do Deion Lewis, Wayne Gallman, and Devonta Freeman have? Jason, I can't make a case for him. I'm watching the Giants week after week after week. I totally agree. Long story short, good luck trying to find value with any of those New York Giant running backs. Now, as far as the other injuries are concerned, obviously week two was headlined by Saquon Barkley going out. But 
Was there one particular injury that you felt maybe more than the others from a fantasy standpoint? It has to be Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's, he's the best player in fantasy football, although Barkley was the second best coming into this year. To lose a guy like that, there's just no way to replace him. And in, in 15 or 18 years of playing fantasy football, I cannot remember a single week as devastating as week two of 2020. So many guys went down, which created such chaos in the waiver wire. But the problem was there weren't really any clear replacements that you were excited about. Are you, are you overly excited about maybe four to six weeks of Mike Davis in Carolina? Are you really excited about a backfield split between Jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson? And we already discussed the Giants situation. There's, there's not really much to, to get excited about, but at the same time, you, you've got to claim these guys. I'll give you an example of that, Jason. I claimed Daryl Henderson after week two. And I don't know, this has been a guy that you've talked about now for quite a while. I feel like he is he has been on your radar. Am I going to get anything out of him over the next couple of weeks, or is that kind of a wasted waiver claim? My position on Daryl Henderson going back to last year is that the Rams hated him. And by every account, that was true. Every action they took indicated they did not want to give the ball to Daryl Henderson. However, I never said he was a bad football player. And last week, they literally had no choice. Cam Akers went down in the first quarter. Malcolm Brown hurt his pinky in the second half. And Henderson was the only guy remaining. And he had about 120 yards on something like 15 touches. The guy has talent. Is that enough to convince them, hey, maybe we should give this guy the ball more? I think Cam Akers will fit this week. So it'll be Henderson and Malcolm Brown if he plays. If Malcolm Brown doesn't play, I have to believe in Henderson. If he does play... It all depends. Are the Rams finally going to give Henderson the chance that he that he never got last year? We got our fantasy expert, Jason Katz, over at FantasyPros.com. Joins us each and every football Friday right here on The Fan. All right, Jason, let's get right to it. On matchups of the week, let's start at quarterback. All right. Quarterback, I'm going with a guy who made his debut last week under really, really questionable circumstances, and that is Justin Herbert. It's one thing to make your NFL debut in a big spot against the defending Super Bowl champs. It's another thing to do it when you didn't even know it was going to happen until hours before kickoff. Herbert was not a prospect I really loved, but I didn't have a super strong opinion one way or the other. But it's abundantly clear after one game he is infinitely better than Tyrod Taylor. Anthony Lynn said he's going back to Tyrod once Tyrod's 100%. If he does that, he should be fired on the spot. Herbert clearly gives the Chargers the best chance to win. He should have opened his career with a win over the Chiefs, which would have been extremely impressive. But uh, I guess you can say Chargers, things happened. He threw for 311 yards. He showed nice mobility on some plays with 18 rushing yards. He had a really bad pick, but that's not going to take away from his fantasy value. At home against a weak Panthers defense in a game that the Chargers should win, I think he's a great streaming option. All right, you're in on Justin Herbert. Who are you avoiding? I feel like I have to avoid Drew Brees. It's only two weeks into the season, but Breeze does not look like Breeze. In 2019, Breeze was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. This season, it's only two weeks, but he's 22nd in accuracy rating. He refuses to push the ball downfield, and you can't blame that on Michael Thomas, but he's just not a deep ball guy anyway. Breeze ranks dead last in air yards and deep ball attempts. He's essentially doing uh, no more than managing the game. At home against the Packers, feels like it should be a good spot. It could be a shootout, but I have a hard time trusting Breeze right now. All right, you're avoiding Drew Brees. I got no problems with that. When we move to running back, no McCaffrey, no Barkley. You bank it on someone to have a big week, Jason. Who do you like this week? It's not any of those pickups, though. I'm going uh, doubling up on Chargers here with Josh Kelly. 
Panthers were the worst run defense in the NFL in 2019. They gave up 100 yards last week to Leonard Fournette. With Justin Jackson hurt, the Chargers back to the two-man split between Kelly and Eckler. Kelly played 52% of the snaps last week and carried the ball 23 times. He's the primary goal linebacker. The Chargers should win this game, as I indicated with Herbert, and I expect Kelly to punch in a short touchdown this week. Rolling with a couple of Chargers. Now, running back, who is the matchup that you've circled immediately as an automatic sit if you can avoid it? This one's Todd Gurley. The matchup against the Bears is certainly a reason to fade Gurley, but it's not the impetus behind my selection of him. Uh, Todd Gurley is done. It's crazy to think about because just two years ago, he was a top three back and he's still just 25 years old, but it's over for Gurley. He just can't do it anymore. There's no explosiveness. There's no upside. In a game where the Falcons scored 39 points, Todd Gurley's complete line was 21 carries for 61 yards. That's it. Not a single target. No touchdowns because he's being pulled to the goal line now in favor of Brian Hill or Edo Smith. Gurley is a between-the-20s, plotting two-down back with no burst, doesn't catch passes or get goal line carries. There's nothing there for Todd Gurley. Avoiding Todd Gurley can understand why. Now, Jason, let's combine wide receiver. Hit them both in a little bit of a rapid fire form. Who do you love? Who do you hate? All right. Well, I'm staying hometown with, with the love. We're going Darius Slayton. Monster week one performance. He vanished in week two as Daniel Jones continues his pattern of being awful against good defenses. Back-to-back easy matchups. Um, and we certainly didn't expect to pick on uh, heading into the season with the 49ers, but they're one of the most injury ravaged teams in the NFL. No Richard Sherman. He's improved quite a bit since last year. Should be some uh, target consolidation with throwing Shepard out. As Slayton is a strong wide receiver three this week. And right. heading in the other direction, we got DJ Moore. I really like DJ Moore as a player, but despite his athleticism, he's not really a Bernie Deep kind of guy. He picks you apart with precision routes, route running and receptions. The Chargers shut that down, or at least they have thus far. The Chiefs got the better of the Chargers, mostly on a, on a single over the top off the Tyreek Hill. Before that, Tyreek and Watkins have been bottled up. The threat of McCaffrey gone, Chargers can focus on stopping DJ Moore. So I'm fading more this week. Jason, I'm starting the uh, Twitter questions with a question of my own. So we'll get to the audience in a second. You're all over Darius Slayton. I have him on my team. I also have Kenny Galladay, who has not played the first two weeks. I can only play one of them, Jason. Who'd you roll with in that spot? Kenny Galladay is much better than, than Darius Slayton. All right, so like Darius him. Slayton, you like this week, but still, Kenny Galladay, he's playing. Get him on the field. I got all his top 10 receiver in the NFL right now. And I, I think he's, he's going to be fully healthy this week or at least close to it. And they, they need him. And they can throw at him a lot. They should be trailing most of the game. Could be a lot of pass attempts, a lot of targets for Galladay. All right, Jason, this question comes from Richard. Galladay, Cooks, Daryl Henderson. I think it's fair to say you're all over Kenny Galladay. Yeah, all over Galladay. If, if for some reason he doesn't play, then it's, then it's Henderson. Okay, this one is all about the quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson against a very tough Steeler defense. Baker Mayfield against the Washington football team. That's a very, very tough one. I... I don't really want to trust Baker Mayfield. He certainly has a better matchup. I think I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson there in a game that they should be trailing on. I'm going to hope that he can figure it out. Joe Mixon, your boy, Jason. You love, you love some Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, or wait for it, my friend. Mark Ingram, Monday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a really good question because as much as I love Joe Mixon, the talent, and I'm not seeing the improvement on the Bengals' offensive line that I expected, and I'm not seeing any work in the passing game, I don't know why they paid Joe Mixon $48 million to play fewer snaps than Giovanni Bernard. With that being said, Mark Ingram has his own problems with workload. He's in a straight three-way timeshare with J.K. Dobbins 
and Gus Edwards, there's no telling who or what is, is, uh, is going to happen with the Ravens' backfield. That should be a higher-scoring game, but I think I have, to, I have to go with the guaranteed workload in Joe Mixon because despite his snap count being low and his targets being low, he is touching the ball at least 15 to 18 times. Jason, final one. Also, quarterback-related. Um, this one also involves Baker Mayfield. It also involves a guy that you were very high on going into the year, Matthew Stafford. Is it Stafford or Mayfield in week three? It's definitely Stafford. I think people are a little off on Stafford because his first two weeks haven't been great. They haven't been terrible either. He hit 20 fantasy points in both weeks. And he's been dealing without Kenny Galladay. I mean, he's been throwing to Marvin Jones, who's, who's miscast as a wide receiver one, and then he's got Marvin Hall and Damian Amendola. He needs Galladay back, and when he gets him back, we're going to see the Stafford we saw last year. Jason Katz, check him out over at FantasyPros.com. And Jason, for anybody who needs that last-minute fantasy advice, you know, they sweat it out on Saturday night or early Sunday morning, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at JasonKatz13. Happy to answer start sit questions up until about 12.30. Jason, good stuff. We will chat next week. I look forward to it. Good luck, everybody, this week. Good luck to you and all of us here in fantasy land. We're going to need it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.